This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, everybody. You are here with Linda Hall and Rita Reimers with 19 Cats and Counting. So, you know, we're behaviors are focused, but anything cat related, we're all about it. And we have been getting these newsletters from Kristen Levine, and she is so much like us. If it is related to cats, she is all over it. And I just fell in love with her, and we had to reach out, and she said yes! Yay! So we are going to focus today on discussing assimilating new cats into your home. You do not want to miss this. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this word from our sponsor. Does your pet's breath leave a bit or a lot to be desired? You can give your pet the gift of sweeter breath, and you'll get sweeter kisses with Probiora Pet. That breath is the result of harmful bacteria which lives in your pet's mouth. And that harmful bacteria can lead to serious health problems. The solution is to crowd out that bad bacteria with positive bacteria. All it takes is one scoop a day of Probiora Pet mixed into their food to replenish the good bacteria. That's it! This all-natural, no-taste, no-odor powder is the only dental care probiotic for pets which delivers beneficial bacteria which supports tooth and gum health and crowds out the bad. A healthy body starts with a healthy mouth and Probiora Pet is the best way to give your pet a healthy mouth. And our listeners get a 10% discount using PLR10 at checkout. To purchase, go to probiorahealth.com. That's probiorahealth.com. And use code PLR10 at checkout for 10% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am your co-host, Linda Hall, here with the ever-lovely Rita Reimers. Oh, you're too kind. And those of you who are keeping score, I'm still at 19. Yeah, 19 (laughs) and counting. And And Mimi's doing very well assimilating in with all of my kitties, which is amazing. That's the topic we're talking about today. Especially considering with a warning came with Mimi that she doesn't do well with other cats and Rita had 18 other cats in the house. So we probably should have talked to Kristen before. (laughs) No, we did okay. She's a little hissy, but yeah. She's a little hissy. Thanks, Kristen. Many coming are, many along. Women are. Yes. Want, I want to hear what I did right. I want to hear what I did wrong. Oh my gosh. You got, <laughs> I am just so delighted to be here today. And I love this topic because like you said, you, you, you just brought Mimi into your home yep. and there's been so much change with, with our homes, whether it's, it's staying home during the pandemic and the changes that, you know, our cats experienced then, or when we go back to work, or all the millions of people that adopted cats and kittens during the pandemic. So there's just been a lot of environmental change for cats over the past couple of years now. For sure. So, which cats hate. I mean, this is so, which, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, they don't like change. We tell our clients all the time, it's like in a cat's perfect world, no one comes in, no one goes out, you do not get a new couch, you do not rearrange the no. furniture. I mean, it's not realistic, but change really freaks them out. It does. They're creatures of habit, much like we are. um, But they, they really like to have control over their environment. And, And I think that's something that every cat parent needs to know before they get their first cat. Because as you ladies know, 
just about every strange or bad or unhealthy behavior all ties back to it's a cat just being a cat and you're screwing it up for them. <laughs> yes, for yes. sure. We don't, we're not born with that knowledge and we're not cats. So we just kind of have to figure it out and, and listen to great shows like this to learn more. And um, yeah, it can be really challenging. So did you want to talk about bringing like adopting a cat and bringing it into a new home or just really any kind of transition for a cat into a new I home? I think kind any of. kind of transition because yeah. like what yeah. I, I adopted one that Mimi, she was 15, she's diabetic. She, her owner just couldn't take care of her anymore. He had yeah. too much going on in his household and surrendering her to a shelter would have been certain death. So I brought her in. Sure. I was told she didn't get along with other cats. Well, she's fine with them. If she, she has to set a boundary. She just hisses and, you know, there's been no fighting. I'm lucky that was an easy transition. Linda yeah. had a transition that wasn't so easy. So what is the difference? Yeah, you know, what makes it we easy like to versus start cats off in a small room? And that's, you that's know, what I did. when Rita's saying it's easy, I'm thinking, yeah, because you didn't open the carrier and just plop the cat out in the living room and go, right. here's your new friend. Right. Enjoy. Right. A lot of people you know, do that. Right. That's, that's why true. it was easy because you knew what to do, which is what we're here to have Kristen tell us. And, right. yeah, and you know, when I took my daughter's four in and my daughter, you know, there was not four small rooms to like, you know, separate these. It really was just, well, you brought them over kind of Um, one at a time. Yeah, we brought one and then we brought another. And then we decided we couldn't just bring the third and leave the fourth home alone in the apartment. So we brought the last two, but yeah, it was a little hairy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I kind of think there's a recipe for a positive transition that includes planning, patience, and creating a new routine that mimics what your cat is is used to if you're transitioning the cat from one you know residence to another as a whereas when you're adopting a new cat you you don't really know what their previous routine was but the planning and preparation is really key and it starts those first few minutes and the first few days are really key so I can learn as much from you ladies as, as I'm going to share today. So please jump in here. No one knows everything. That's the thing. <laughs> well, no one true. knows everything about cats because just when you think you do, they will surprise you. Exactly. Yeah, it's, true. Yes. it's true. Well, I'll tell you what I did. We recently sold our home and we moved to a new home. And one of the first things I did was I got Olivia's carrier out. Oh, hello. Who's that? <laughs> Jumping behind us. <laughs> yes, is Karma. Karma just came out of nowhere and yeah, she was rescued from a feral colony and she's, I still can't just go up and love on her and you won't catch her in my lap, but she sleeps close to me and I can touch her if given the correct approach. But this yeah. wrapping so, around is relative. Or, yeah, this playing stuff is, yeah, new, yeah. but we're She's been there it, for so four years. Good. Yeah, yeah. Very cute. Um, but yeah, so so anyway, the way I started Olivia out, and this is this is a great plan for anyone, uh, is to have a, a carrier, a secure carrier, preferably one that your cat is familiar with, or one that you can make more comforting for them by spraying pheromone spray inside of. And you want to transport the kitty from wherever you're bringing them from to your new home in a carrier. It's the safest way to transport them. You know, they're kind of, you know, in a dark enclosed space and hopefully the pheromones are kicking in and and it kind of calms them a little bit. When you get to the new location, it's ideal that you have a room, a particular room designated as like the transition room. That's what I have, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be different for everybody depending on how much space you have, how many other cats you have. It could be, ideally, you want something that, a room that's a little bit more quiet than 
you know, maybe away from the busiest part of the home. It could be maybe a, a spare bedroom or a spare bathroom that doesn't get a lot of use. Could be a laundry room, but you want to just be mindful about the washer and dryer, you know. Yeah, they can get behind there. And they can get behind, exactly. Well, the noises are scary and yeah. Right. And before, I should say, part of that planning is setting that room up in advance before you bring the cat to that location. So you want to make sure there's a litter box. You want to make sure that it's easily accessible. I would recommend no hood in the beginning just to make, some cats don't like hooded litter boxes. And plus this is, a unless, unless you're bringing them from their home that had a hooded litter box. Right, right. Making sure you have their food and their, their water available, making sure you have toys for them, making sure there's a, ideally a place for them to perch or kind of climb up and look down on things. And then once you get them to that environment, keep you know, kind of confining them to that one room for a period of, and this is where it's going to differ for, you know, each cat. It could be a couple of days. It could be a week, maybe longer. I don't know. What's been your experience as far as how long the transition has taken? Not a long time because my cats have been through this a lot and I have these greeter <laughs> cats, Simba, Simon, and now Dexter that like to come in and welcome the newbies. So oh. I, Mimi was in her, I have a, I call it Nikki's room because when yeah, Nikki my daughter's bedroom comes down in South Carolina, okay. the visit okay. stays there. <laughs> so I set up Nikki's room for Mimi and she was closed in there alone. I would come up and sleep with her and, you know, make sure I, but she was, she seemed so bold. I opened the door after about three days and I just let my other cats kind of wander in. Just yeah. those three. The other ones definitely yeah. stay downstairs. They don't even, they don't care. And all of a sudden, one day, I think she was with me like day five, mm-hmm. I was getting the meals ready downstairs because I feed the downstairs cats first. Everybody's all open though. And there she was <laughs> in the kitchen wanting to eat oh. with everyone. Wow. That's great. So, it's like snapping it was pictures. not... It was not a problem at all. I've right. never had a transition problem. I'm very lucky. Linda, however... <laughs> With the four and the seven, and of course, some of our clients, they, right. yeah. well, some we of our clients, they'll just it. bring another cat home and just plop it down and go, here right. you go. And, you know, you right. two cats You're duke home. it out. And at some point they do, but. And I think the other tricky thing can be too, if this, this home has a dog in it. So in my case, we had two dogs at the time. Uh-huh. And so I was transitioning different species. <laughs> yeah. So Olivia, ten, she, she probably stayed in our the master bedroom probably for three or four days before she even wanted to explore yeah. the new the new upstairs. So I think it depends. And you've obviously got greeter cats, which is super helpful so, yes, for the yeah. new cat. She's and you're had really- so much transition that you know yeah. they're used to this. They're used to this smell. Right. <laughs> exactly. Especially my Simon. He's just such a gentle kitty. And he just wants to make sure the new kitty's okay. And he usually yeah. makes the first move. He's just such a sweetheart. He's a people yeah. greeter too. When I yeah. come to visit, Aww. he's the first one at the door. But I adopted I like um, a cat from North Carolina because it broke Rita's heart. And I was full. And room. She, I think, had 20 <laughs> at the time. So she kept sending me pictures of this orange cat. Just so beautiful, with his little eyes. Aww. But he was rescued from a feral colony. He was not feral. He was either tossed out or escaped. But, I mean, he was beat up. He was FIV positive. Mm nobody wanted him so i took him he stayed in our bedroom we had a pretty big bedroom at the time the master suite but he stayed in there forever and i would open the door finally he would go out and he would investigate the upstairs hallway but i think he was so traumatized and maybe i'm humanizing him but i really think he was so traumatized 
by living outside and not knowing what's to, you know, he wanted that safe zone. So we were in the living room one day and I heard a noise and I look and he's on the landing. There's about four steps to where we are. And he just looks like he is having a complete nervous breakdown. He just oh. like, <laughs> and he was like frozen. So I carried him back upstairs oh. and now he's all over the house, but it took months and months and months. I, remember so I really yeah. think it depends on the cat and the cat's personality and what the cat's lived with. And yeah, we have a dog, but it's a chihuahua. I'm Who pretty sure she's she a thinks cat. she's a cat. I really, right? yeah. She was sitting in the litter box one day and I took a picture and I'm like, I told you. Oh, this cat is very, cute. this dog is very cute. You see that this cat, is funny. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have 11 or 12 cats, depending on whether or not you're counting Sadie. Right, and uh, so she assimilates pretty well and doesn't really mess with it. She knows they're the boss. Some of them are bigger than she is. So it's all good. But um, yeah. But, That's you know, funny. I think the personality of the cat, but then there's another yeah. thing to consider. So let's say I've adopted a kitten and I've got it in the bathroom and I've done everything that you've said. My concern isn't so much the kitten. You know, kittens are always ready for anything. Yeah, <laughs> Let me for out. Sure. I'm good. Ready for action. <laughs> but what do, now I've got my OG cats, the rulers of the house. So I'm. it's not really when is the kitten ready to come out, right? It's like, when are the OG are- cats ready for this? <laughs> Right. When are they ready for the new kitten? I did that when I brought Simba home. A friend of mine found Simba and said, I just know this is your cat. I didn't need another cat, but he was so <laughs> adorable. And he's orange. I'm a sucker for orange cats. And yeah. the other cats, my adult cats, they loved him, but he has so much energy. He was really running them ragged. So the only time ever I went looking for a cat, I went looking to adopt another kitten and I brought in a uh, sweetie pie. They're about four months apart and mm-hmm. it was a perfect match made in heaven and they run around and chase each other and took that pressure off the adult cat. So I really recommend to people, if you're going to adopt a kitten and you don't have another cat or kitten that same age, you really need to adopt kittens in pairs. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Kristen? Yeah. No, I think that's great advice. I think it's great advice. And, you know, I, I don't know, you ladies have to share with, with me how you've handled this, but typically when I'm, you know, educating my audience about multi-cat homes, I say that it's really important that you provide separate resources for each cat. Now, that probably means a, a litter box for each cat or for... <laughs> Well, maybe not in your case, but you know what? I have have 15. That's pretty (laughs) Break the rules, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think particularly for, you know, when a newcomer's coming in, maybe that they have their own resources initially until they start to feel comfortable with the, you know, the pack or the tribe or what is that called? The pride, the pride. (laughs) Yes, the pride, Um, yes. Right. Um, Part of my club. Yeah. Yeah. And Mimi does. She has her own litter box and the other cats don't use it, although they could. They don't. Yeah. And she hasn't used the other ones yet either. So sorry, Nikki, you're going to have to have a litter box in your bedroom <laughs> come next week. Or this week, actually. I, all- I sleep on the couch when I come because I love being blanketed in all her cats. Right? They all come. I like the break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll bet she's you like, I could straighten my legs out last night. It's amazing. <laughs> How many cats do you end up sleeping with when you do that, when you visit? It really ranges four, five, six. Yeah, easy. <laughs> they were awesome. You know, somebody on the back of the couch. Yeah, we're in layers. There's somebody on the back yeah. of the couch and somebody on my hip. And yeah, uh-huh. sure. That's the same it's with me. Wonderful. Whoever I go to sleep with, I usually don't wake up with the same ones. Maybe a couple yeah. of them. Yeah, they yeah. come and go. Yeah, you can take Sweetie Pie. <laughs> she kept me awake all night last night. So yeah. <laughs> I love Sweetie Pie. I love Sweetie Pie. <laughs> so, anyway. so how do people know when it's time to let the kitten out of the bag, so to speak, and um, and introduce them to their their grown up or home cats? 
Yeah, they're homies. Well, I think that you need to let the cat or kitten kind of lead the way, like, you know, tell you when they're ready. Um, like you were just mentioning Rita a minute ago. Actually, I forget, Linda, maybe you mentioned it. But the when you open the fun. door and, the, you know, the cat wasn't ready to come out yet, but the door oh, is open. Boy. So yeah. they're free to, you know, venture out on their own. So not forcing the new socialization on right. them is really important. And I think also the other thing I think is important to establish early on is their routine. So if, you know, if you feed your other cats at a certain time, well, I'm sure you do, you know, certain times a day that you're feeding a new cat at those those times so that it starts to get used to the routine of the overall household. And, but yeah, don't force them to leave the room until you know that they're ready. Let me tell you about force them and maybe even introducing them, not necessarily to all the other family members, two and four legged right away, but, you know, kind of slowly getting them acclimated to each other creature in the house. She decided... Mimi decided when to come downstairs and meet the gang, the whole gang. Because up okay, here, yeah. Scooter lives upstairs too. I got to tell you about Scooter. He's one of the 15-year-olds I adopted last uh-huh. year, the mother sister. And I have a great room. I started the two of them off in my great room. Okay. So then when we got to the point where the door was open, one day he just decided, I'm moving into Rita's office. He, he came into my <laughs> office. He set up camp. Yeah, that that was it. He's like, nope, I don't want the great room. I want your office. So he's down here. He lives in my office. He could come downstairs. He doesn't like it. He's fine with all the other cats coming in to see him. Really only about five or six of them come to visit him. Some of them don't know he exists. Mimi (laughs) or his his sister, Missy, she's a downstairs cat. She decided I live downstairs. So they don't even live together, really. Well, I'm curious to know what, what's his favorite spot in your in your room there? Right in front of my desk and kind of between my desk and there's a, a corner chair over there. I've put down blankets. I've put down cat beds. <laughs> I've put down rugs. I've put down... No. He wants to lay no. on the floor without a blanket. Well, there's a carpet in this room, but right. he won't sleep in a comfy bed. And in the back room, he had a comfy bed and a sofa. And, no, he don't want that. Well, it's kind of like, you know, when we buy those expensive cat toys and then all they really want to play with is the cardboard box. I know, the, right? the Amazon box at the door, by the door. Yeah, your cat will, not only will they, they tell you when they're ready to come they out do. and explore the they rest do. of the home, but they'll tell you where their favorite spot's going to be. Yeah, he sure did. It's in the <laughs> And and she tried to reroute him. She's like, "This does not look comfortable. Here's a cat bed. Here's a bl- towel. Here's a blanket. Look, this is fluffy." Right. He said, when when I, alone. Bring, I bring I'm him home from the vet, I open the the. I, I always read some downstairs, and I'm like, "Just stay downstairs." And it's really well now. He's upstairs. Gone. <laughs> On that happy note, we have to take a break. Pause for the cause, and we'll be right back after this message from our awesome sponsor. Hey, it's Linda and Rita from 19 Cats and Counting. Rita, what are you doing today? Oh, Linda, I have so many chores to do. I just don't like doing them. (sighs) Like paying bills? I understand that. And matching those socks from the dryer. Yes, there's always missing socks. I just don't know where they go. Me either. And don't forget to add scooping litter to that list. How many boxes do you have? <laughs> For my 19 cats, I have 15 litter boxes. <sighs> Look, you know, everybody loves their little furball. But it's the smell, the scooping, the scraping of stuck-on mess. What's the answer? Arm & Hammer slide litter. The litter that slides right out, it leaves nothing behind. You may not love cleaning the litter box, but now you can just slide out the funk. Arm & Hammer slide litter. More power to you. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
back on 19 Cats and Counting with Kristen Levine, and we're talking about how to assimilate a new cat into your home and what is the pace, you know, what are the rules that really aren't. You have to take it on a case-by-case <laughs> basis is what we were saying, right, Kristen? Right. And like we were talking about earlier, cats like to be in control of their environment. So give them that control slowly. And like you said earlier, they will find their favorite spot, their favorite room. You'll know where they don't like to be, where they like to be. Um, It's really up to them within reason, obviously. But I think the other thing that's important to recognize when you're introducing your new cat, let's say you're a week into it, things seem to be going fine, but you really need to be paying attention to their behavior because you want to be sure to recognize any signs of anxiety that, you know, could ultimately become problematic. And it's kind of tricky with cats because sometimes their signs that your cat is anxious is just something that we think of that cats do, like hiding under Hide the bed. Away, right. Right. You wouldn't necessarily think, oh, there's a problem. My cat's hiding under the bed. You would think, oh, there's my cat hiding under the bed. But, you know, it could be excessive grooming. It could be dilated pupils. It could be, it could be that they are in hiding and just don't want to come out. And those are all signs that, you know, kitty might need a little special attention, like either the pheromones we talked about earlier that mimic the the hormones that a mother cat emits when she's nursing it could also potentially mean that there's a, a health issue that you should talk to your veterinarian about so just in those early days and even weeks especially when you have a multi-cat or multi-pet home to be watching for any of those signs of anxiety besides the obvious you know kind of just adjustment anxiety and you have to really take it cat by cat because Mimi, she's diabetic. I noticed almost right away her uh, insulin dose is too low. She's still peeing a lot. But the other thing is she's got cataracts. So I can't look at her eye dilation to gauge her mood. I've got to look at other things. Interesting. Years, tales. You know, I've taught, I taught my kid, I have a 16 year old son at home too. And, you know, I've taught him, especially when approaching Karma, who was previously feral and is still not really a house cat, may never be. We're fine with that. Um, You know, when he goes to approach her and he starts getting pets, and I'll say, watch her. What are her ears doing? Okay, watch her. Oh, she's licking her lips back off, you know. (laughs) So, you know, I've had to teach the family the signs. And I think that education is so important. So I've just loved all your newsletters because people need to understand the cat brain and how cats work and how cats communicate in order to have a good relationship, especially if you were raised with dogs, as Rita and I both were. Yeah, we both I had a parent too. who was allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. So okay. our first cat was like a whole new ball game. And yeah. we see a lot of dog parents who expect their cats <laughs> to be this different looking dog and it's we had a couple recently and the husband was uh disciplining the cat the way you the old way you discipline a dog like you don't even do that anymore you know rolled up newspaper by the the poo and yelled all that yeah we were like no 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 my gosh as soon as we said no the wife looked at him and went see (laughs) (laughs) you know that look so this is what he's been doing what do you think of this like i'm ready i'm ready oh my gosh (laughs) sounds like they need some marriage counseling too (laughs) we've seen a lot of that yes yeah we're actually we're we're bringing a psychologist on board with us soon rj um, and we're hoping she can help with some of that because uh, we're so we're more concerned about the cat. Of course, we want the couple to to do well as well. But um, I think RJ can add a new dimension to helping save. I know we've saved at least one marriage. Yes, um, yes. 
They had been sleeping in separate beds for eight months. One slept in the guest room with one cat and one in the bedroom with the other cat. Oh my gosh. So when we did a follow up and he said something like, you know, and both the cats are sleeping in the bed with us. And we're like, wait, wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? Say in the bed with us, okay. So, and That's you know, funny. you see, you know, when people are coming together, say girl and guy are dating, they decide to move in together. She's got a cat, he's got a cat. You see that a mm-hmm. lot, yeah. It gets ugly, it's so yeah. reminiscent of step parents coming together and I'm their sure. families. I'm sure that know. one couple's not together anymore. I would think, but yeah, <laughs> they went I, to Jackson know, Galaxy first, then they came then, to uh, us. And then they did oh like what we either so she fired us and they've got another they one. And then the boyfriend scared. was emailing us behind her back because he was all upset. <laughs> so they were yeah. scared, you know. You've got this cat and it's your baby and you love it and you lived alone with just your baby and you bring it in and now her cat's hissing at my cat or you know, his yeah. cat scratched my cat. And now I'm all up in arms because that's my baby. Right. You know, I Oh my gosh. I hadn't thought about that whole family dynamic that you have that you're dealing with it's not just about the cats no it it gets ugly sometimes yeah a lot of times by the time they get to us one of the couple is like had it and the the cat's almost out the door usually by the time they reach out they've had it i I don't know how many requests we've gotten that end with we're considering euthanizing this cat and it's like just wait 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 and you know i wish everybody would come sooner like when you see the problems Come get some help before you're ready to go to divorce court or whatever. Right. Split your assets. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ugly. But there is a point. So the problem with this couple was, you know, they were yeah. just too scared. Look, this is my baby. I'm not just going to set him on the floor and let your baby be near him. I'm just not going right. to do it because he's going to kill him. Right. So, right. you know, but sometimes you just have to let the cats work some things out, right I we mean, didn't see anything deadly they just needed to look yeah. out and stop hovering but that wasn't going right. to happen oh, in this case gosh. we can only do so much but see introductions cat introductions really can af- affect everything about someone's life if they're not done absolutely right. absolutely 100 percent. it just changes the whole dynamic for everybody involved really exactly it's and another family you know, member more often than not it probably goes well or you know maybe a little bumpy in the beginning but it smooths out but you know i'm um, curious to know one of the things i was going to point out in the advice is making sure that you're providing for all of your cats natural needs you know obviously their food and water and their litter box but but also giving them ways that they can play hunt when you're yes. not there and also spending time with them um you know the one-on-one time as well as their alone time so that you're building their confidence when they're alone in this new environment so that they you know feel more comfortable so usually i recommend you know just enrichment type of toys or puzzle games or or not puzzle games but puzzle feeders Mm -hmm. love what kind of tools do you ladies like like to i've got a couple what's that that new one you got yeah i bought and i bought another one that i don't like as much so i bought this ball shaped thing it's more football shaped that charges Uh the usb port love that no batteries and it'll shut itself off after 30 seconds if nobody touches it but if they hit it it starts you know doing the wobble woo all (laughs) over the room and they chase it that has been wonderful because i have I have a brat cat, Deadpool, is my <laughs> son-in-law's cat. He named him Deadpool, which caused this, I think. I think, look, people, if you don't want a bratty cat, name him Sweetheart or something. Really, I think this matters. <laughs> I, I don't know. My sweetie pie can be a brat. So I don't know. <laughs> but 
So he needs constant stimulation to keep him from wreaking havoc. So a lot of those things that he can do with himself, it's not enough to have two play sessions a day. He's got to have something going all the time. I also really like, um, if you go to YouTube and um, it's Relaxed by Cat. Uh, they have calming music, but it's also got bird feeders and aquariums. Yeah. So it's really cool for the cats to watch and have their attention on that and be visually yep. stimulated. You know, we, sure. we tell people all the time, window perches, put a bird feeder outside that window, you know. Thanks for Anything, them to watch. Because that cat's yeah. mind's going 24-7, well, when he's not sleeping. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, and, and you just cannot devote all that time to keeping that cat occupied. Well, gotta, he's a devil. Gotta, he can get outside if he works hard enough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. He tried to escape out the chimney. I, we still don't know because there's a closure on the thing. Swear to you. I called Rita and told her, and she's like, well, there's one I haven't heard. You, you got me. Oh, my We gosh. heard him crying. We couldn't find him. I don't know how he got the flu open. I don't know how he got the doors open, but he was stuck in the chimney. Oh, my He's gosh. so awful. That's crazy. He's a sweet, cuddly thing, but oh. A couple of other things that are good to keep your cat busy. I have one of those cat at cat fountains and uh, we keep it in the bathroom and Olivia loves it. Not only will she go there to drink and, you know, they they say that cats will drink more from a fountain than they will from True. a standing yeah. bowl of water. Well, she I like she, running she, water. But she loves it. She not only drinks from it, she plays in it. Like oh. she'll go over to it and she'll put her paw under the trickling water and then she'll, she'll use it to oh. bathe herself. But she just loves her fountain. And um, so those are cool. Those are good. And That's then, great. oh, I think along the lines of what we were talking about a second ago, Linda, YouTube, I just set up my iPad and I Googled cat wildlife videos or something like that. And there's like a, like an hour long show of just birds and oh, you know nice. lizards and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just set that on the bed for Olivia to watch. And there's a brand new app called Zound, spelled Z-O-U-N-D-Z. Oh, write that down, Linda. I don't have a yeah. I am writing My it down. My cat stole yes. them all. I'm keeping It's notes, called yes. Zounds Music for Pets, and they have playlists for dogs and cats. And, nice. and when you click on cats, there's specific playlists for different types of, you know, environment. You know, home alone, playtime, travel time, if you're traveling with your cat. So, so check those out, too. Nice. Oh, nice. I will. Thank you. I appreciate Definitely. that. Because, yeah, we tell them about that and David Ty's Music, music for Cats. Music for Cats.com. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's another one. We had, he fascinated us. We had him on the podcast and he fascinated oh, us. So that he that came up with interview. this music. It was. It was. I love when I have people like you that I'm reading your newsletter and I'm like, I love you. I want to talk to you. So, like, <laughs> I co-host a podcast. Let me give this a shot. And then you say yes. Well, yay. <laughs> if you don't get Kristen <laughs> Levine's newsletter you need to subscribe Aww. what's your website Kristen? sure it's kristenlevine.com and Kristen is spelled k-r-i-s-t-e-n-l-e-v-i-n-e.com or it's just easier if you remember pet living if you just google pet living it comes up at the top awesome. so e- either way and you can subscribe to the newsletter right there on the home page we send it out once a week and we have tons of, of dedicated cat content I love it. Yes. About every area, which is what I love and what we try to do. You know, anytime we hear about something new for cats, a product, whatever, we're like, we got to check this out. We got to, we got to talk to these people. We got to, you know, anything related to cats and their happiness. Well, behavior is our focus. Anything works. We're there. So, yes. Your your newsletter you can is a never, wealth of information. You can Thank never read you. too much about cats if you're a cat owner. I hate to say owner. If, if you're owned by a cat. Right. Um, yeah, that's better. <laughs> 
it's good to, to go to various resources for information because you get a full rounded experience of, you know, learning about what makes cats tick. Sure. And you get a different interpretations of, of their behavior from different points of view right. too. So right. I, yeah, we're, we're always learning. Yes. And stories and ideas. I mean, I, beside my book knowledge for my certification, I learned a lot from Deadpool about, okay, we got to keep the cat occupied. What are we going to do? We're going to put this in place. We're going to And that all, right. you know, builds your, your little suitcase. And right. yeah, we're always the, learning new and things. And the pet sitting company we owned, I owned just for cats pet sitting for almost 17 yeah. years. And um, Linda was our executive director for about four years or so. Yeah. And yeah, yeah we learned a lot about cats through that too. I'll bet. And cat I'll parents. <laughs> The more, I think the more exposure you have to other cats and that works with your newsletter because these are, this is information you've gathered about people and their cats and what comes up. And the more you can pack that in, the more you learn, the better prepared you are. That's so true. And, and like, I love, I love that I now know you ladies and can call on you for when I, when I need behavior advice for my audience, because you just have to understand how a cat works in the head to be able to provide for them and to, you know, keep them happy and satisfied. And, right. And even then, even then you get surprised. You can never know too much about a cat. So oh, true, I know. Yeah. There's always surprises that come along when you think ones, you know. Go ahead. Yeah. Lynn. Yeah. The two big ones that I've tried to push the clients is one, you know, people want to, to fix the cat and you don't change cat. And so, you know, I tell everybody, we domesticated dogs. We did not domesticate cats. People live together where there's people, there's food, where there's food, there's rodents. The cat said, buffet, yep. the cats <laughs> dug in, the people appreciated it and thus began our lives with cats. They chose right. us. It doesn't we hurt can't... that they're so stinking cute either. Well, that's right. <laughs> you can't, you can't break a cat. You can't dominate a cat. They chose yeah. to be with us. And yeah. everything has to be their choice. And, you know, it's just, you have to take that into consideration and how the cat views us. You know, I tell people all the time, we see species, cat, dog, bird, fish. They see categories. Are you a predator that's going to eat me? Are you prey that I can eat? Or are you part of my social structure? And, you know, and we're all even. I mean, I, I think my cats look at me the same as they look at the other cat. We're all just family. And so, yeah. you know, you have to Except know, you feed them. When, That's the difference. You feed Well, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm a provider. I'm the mama cat. But, Food yeah. source. But, yes, exactly. But, you know, I tell people when you're, when you're bringing in a new cat and it's hiding or whatever, it's got to figure out where it's not just going to come out and go, hi, you might be a predator, eat me. You know, it's just mm-hmm. going like, to, I need my time to lay back and figure you out, which is why you never reach under the bed where a cat is hiding or into their hiding space. That's right. It needs to feel safe to build up that trust and, and bond in you. Yeah. You've got to earn sure. your trust. Yeah. Do I have time for a quick story? Okay. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, Kristen, you know, what would you tell somebody? What's one piece of advice would you give? Well, I love, oh, I was just going to share this quick story about my yeah, little ahead. pandemic puppy that we adopted last in 2020, about midway through the pandemic, the quarantine, I should say. And she's a little rat terrier, Jack Russell, best we Cute. can guess. And she came in to the house where we had, I had my 12 year old dog, Chili, who kind of taught her the ropes. But when it came to Olivia, she wanted to always chase Olivia. And so I, I was very protective of Olivia. I kind of kept the puppy out of her area. But there were a few times when the puppy would slip through and Olivia just popped her on the nose one day when she tried to dive under the bed after her. Uh-huh. And I just love that cats are better at training dogs than I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because she set the boundary. Yeah, she did. She did. You know, I tried for weeks to keep 
you know, Tulip from chasing Olivia, but it just took a good swat on the nose from Olivia and the dog was like, okay. <laughs> so do they have a relationship now? They, well, Tulip is still just so intrigued by Olivia, Aww. but she knows that she doesn't really want to be her friend. Olivia, okay. <laughs> Olivia just kind of looks down on her like, huh, you know, you're still here. Um, so there's, so there's, they have an understanding. They have an understanding. In a relationship, they have an understanding. We don't right. always love our siblings. They right? know their places. Like, <laughs> And that's you okay. Love your sibling. You just right. have to live with them. And that's okay. Right. We tell people, you know, the goal is peaceful coexistence. If we get friendship, that's a bonus. There you go. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yes. Yeah. That's people great way all to the time, you know, I just wanted to, I expected to see them cuddling together. And we're like, no, 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 we're not even shooting for that. That might happen. And we're really yeah. happy if it does. We just want yeah. a household that isn't in chaos. And you Sometimes I don't see a newbie cuddling with another cat for a year or so, but it happens eventually. I have, I'm trying to think, I have almost, I don't think I have any cats that don't cuddle with someone, even Smoochie cuddles with some of them. Smoo <laughs> Smoochie's my three-legged tripod and she's really oh. jealous of anyone who comes near me, oh. especially since she's, her brother passed away of cancer. She's a breed of her own. She's just Smoochie. <laughs> just, Smoochie. I've I had her and her brother since they were four weeks old, so that's why. Oh. So again, another situation, the shelter called me. This cat, yeah, has a dangly leg. We have to put her down unless you come get her. Oh, and she has a brother too. I'm like, okay, gather them together. Huh? Load them up. That's a was that the, yeah, was that the one that they said, do you want to see him? And you're like, no, just stick him in the carrier. We're fine. No, <laughs> no, that was Picasso. Oh, that was Picasso. That was another one they called me about. The shelter called me about because she was really, really shy <laughs> and neglected. Uh -huh. And I went to get her and I said, something told me, just asked, did she come in with another cat? Yeah, but he's really not friendly. I said, just put him in there. Do you want to meet him? No, Aww. just put him in there. No, I'm just Aww. put him in there. Taking him home. Doesn't matter what he looks like. So <laughs> he actually, he how often do you change your phone number? <laughs> <laughs> or do we you? are very careful not to list. Like when she got this last cat, the people were like, we'll bring him to you. And she's like, no, I don't give out my address. I did when, yeah. I, when I moved <laughs> from... When I moved from LA to uh, North Carolina, I did change my number because that gave me an excuse to get all of the California yeah. people to stop calling me. That's um, a good idea. But uh, the thing is idea. the shelter here, my mom runs the Lancaster Humane Society. Oh, that's Society so of cool. Lancaster, South Carolina. So if they can't get me directly, in fact, the one day when they called about, I don't remember which one, I think it was Smoochie. I was in the car with my mom and uh -oh. they called my mom. <laughs> And said, I called your mom. Would, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so they can oh get to me. And then plus my vet, who's awesome, he uh he does a lot of the veterinary work up at the shelter. So he okay. we all know a lot of the same people. So yeah, I'm gettable. There's no way to hide. Forgettable. No sense changing the number. <laughs> try to hide as much right, as right. 20 is my max, but um, like I mentioned earlier, Linda and I, we we just met with a lawyer. Mm -hmm. uh, about a week or so ago, and we're going to start our 501c3. We're going to, um, it's going to be an outreach to help people with spay, neuter, and vet bills, but mainly it's going to be a senior cat haven. Where oh, I love that. Your cats can live forever. Wonderful. If we find them at home, we do. If we don't, it's going to take a while, yeah. some fundraising to be able to, you know, sure. build the facility. 
And some of these people but, might just well, need support. I mean, as cats age, their their people are, are aging as well. And you find mm-hmm. a lot of senior citizens with this ancient cat. Mm-hmm. And this lady is too sick to, you know, or she's living obviously on a limited income because she's getting Social Security or whatever. Right. And, you know, now her cat needs insulin. Now her cat needs sub-Q. Now her cat needs more vet visits as, as seniors do. So it'd be nice to just say, you know, let me help you with that, right? We can keep right. your cat with and you. And those, those aging changes happen so much more rapidly for our cats because they're aging so much faster than we are. So when they get to that age and, you know, things do change pretty quickly, it, it accelerates and can be really stressful for the Oh, yeah. The I remember running just for cats pet sitting and not all of our pet sitters did sub-Q or insulin shots and a, a cat would become diabetic and they were like, mm-hmm. I can't do it. I ha- I, we'd have to reassign because there oh, were wow. some sitters that just did not want to learn to do shots. It's not hard. It's really not hard. Yeah. Like when Linda's here, we're going to record some, uh, we're going to record how to do a sub-Q, how to do a B12 Good. shot, how to do an insulin shot because I have all of yeah. those in my house. Great. And, how to, and how to give a pill. I've got that too. <laughs> Yeah, I was, was thinking about that. We need to do pilling too. Yeah, yeah we can so do it all. Yeah, come to my house. It's really... a one-stop shop. That's right. That's right. <laughs> education dream. <laughs> I did get. A, I do get a lot of education from hanging out. Of course, it was before I had eleven. Now I've kind of got my own multi cat. Although I still won't hold a camera. But to you, you but. have one cat that reads up cue, so I'm going to teach you how to do it. Yes, yes, my kismet. Yes, exactly. But I think the bottom line, you know, it's doable, right, Kristen? I mean, have you ever? Have you ever tried to assimilate a cat, then it just, it's just not ever going to happen. We're done. Right. I'll burrito wrap them, and I'll show you how to do that, too. Exactly. Just like you said, they chose us. Just have patience and just love them for who they are and just feel great about the fact that you're providing them a, a loving, healthy home. And who knows where they'd be if they didn't have you. See, that, yes. that's, that's so awesome. That perfect. A lot of people, I think they're afraid. I, I hear them say, oh, I have one cat. I can't have another one because she won't accept. Well, yeah, she will. Yeah. It's just going to take some time and some patience. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're actually in the process. I feel like I have to explain myself why I have one cat because we've never, we've always had more than one cat. That's okay. But, um, we're, in <laughs> that the process, we're in the process of moving again. We're moving to North Carolina like oh, um, next year. So we're waiting till we get Oh, when get you get down here, we have to meet. But anyway, yes. that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, one cat is allowed. There are some <laughs> cats that prefer to be only. I mean, if you give one cat a home, that's one cat that didn't end up, you know, living on the street or worse. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And right, I, I'm yeah. from the shelter world, too. I started my career working for the SPCA of Tampa Bay for 15 oh, years. Nice. So that. I've fostered and adopted and we've always had multiple cats in our in our home so it's kind of strange to have one one cat and one dog i've fostered two but they didn't leave she failed they didn't leave, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't leave. honey it's only fostering if you give them back right well, you missed that point. I, I fostered for save a life rescue in la and uh diana saw me coming right so yeah. like oh can you just hold on to these kittens because the barn the heat's not on yet and i can't and then the next then the next week, I'd be like, well, I don't want to give them back. And she's like, do you think I really want them back? <laughs> she saw me come. She saw you me didn't come. know. It's Which okay. is another good point, Kristen. If you are nervous about having another cat or having a cat, fostering, I think, is a really great idea. Yes. Foster to adopt. Absolutely. If it works out, you adopt. If it doesn't, yeah, give them Absolutely. back, right? It's a great way to learn about how, you know what the cat's what cat's needs are and to help a shelter or a rescue that needs a foster home. And they'll it's a shorter for- term commitment and they'll pay for it. Right, exactly. And you know, especially if you have kids that are begging for a cat, right? This is a great test 
to see how it goes. And you haven't made a formal long-term commitment unless right. you choose to. Right. Yes. Yes. I, I tell everybody the like, 19 and 11, don't try that. That's not no, for don't everyone. Try this at home. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no one intended to do Neither of us ever. I think 11 is a good number. Oh, I think we'll go for 19. That does not happen. This is not right, happening. Right. <laughs> No, but I refuse to go over 20. That's my limit. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> well, no, that's I told her it would be one. nice that's if we crazy. could have 19 cats and counting combined. Like, can we just... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard because every time I lose one... It doesn't sound like one, that's going to happen, though, anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. time I lose one, we get a phone call or the shelter calls me and, yeah. I've told them no. Appears. Just no. So oh, two, yeah, Dexter just cats appeared. ago. I don't know. I think Sunny somebody passed. planted him then. After yeah, Sunny right after passed, Sunny. she said... And she told everybody, which was so stupid. Watch what you say. I'm not taking another cat unless it appears at my door. So we're doing a behavior session. She looks out the patio door and there's a cat on her deck. Well, how does His that name happen? is Dexter. D-E-K-S-T-E-R. <laughs> and the guy we were doing the behavior session with, he said, hmm, I see number 19. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, I got it. Just to say, I'm really sorry. It's unprofessional. He's like, no, you're a cat person. Go. So then he oh, and I are no. like, well, I think I see number 19 out <laughs> on the porch. Yeah, he, he disappeared for it's a week, and a week later, showed up when I was on the phone with Linda, and he disappeared. He's a black oh cat, too, so I really didn't want to leave him outside. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh not, not any cat should be left outside, but especially black cats. They really, yes. people do awful things to black yes. cats. Yes. He's yeah. gorgeous. In yes. fact, yeah, so. he's right here sleeping. He was up here yes. earlier. Hey, he when you ladies, when you do start your 501c3, please let me know. I'd love to oh, help we you. Will. Spread the word. We, we will, Kristen. We really appreciate it. We have that. such Thank an you. awesome nice lawyer. She's doing it quid pro quo. She's a counselor. Oh, somebody who needs a cat behavior session. She said, I'll I'll do I just we just have to pay the filing fee. She said, I'll forego my fee if you do oh, behavior If you do behavior awesome. session with my friends. So yeah. That's so, so wonderful. We have gone over. We could talk to Kristen for I know. <laughs> we have gone over. Somebody bring me coffee. And that's okay. Um, Kristen, any last, any last words you want to give to anyone who's, who's thinking of bringing a new cat into their home? Don't think twice. Just do it. And I love what we talked about a minute ago. Just foster. If you're not sure, just foster. But there are just so many wonderful, healthy cats and kittens that need homes. Yes. And, um, you know, it will change your life for the better. It will. Definitely. It absolutely yes. Will. Yes, Thank you, Kristen. Yeah. I so appreciate Thank you being you on our show. Thank you for having me. I want to have you on again. Let's do it yes. again. We could have yes. just done two yes. shows here. And Linda, yes. always my my wonderful co-host. You I can't it. thank you, you enough happy. for uh, becoming part of this cat, crazy cat world. Beyond my pleasure. You know. <laughs> you and know. Mark I mean. Winter, the owner of Pet Life Radio. We just said, we have this podcast we started. How do we get it on your show, on your Pet Life Radio? And he said, oh. Uh, I can do that. He just pulled us right over and yep. took us under his wing. So thank yep, you, Mark. Good man. He's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> Until next time, everybody, just remember every day is Catterday, not just Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>